0: All right, here we are. It is Friday. Happy Friday. If in these troubled times, you can consider any day happy. Man, it is just the weight of what has gone on since January. Wow. Been through a lot. Anyway, 144 days. You become the ultimate jury in this country. And, you know, it's, you know, every day it's just you, you think you might be getting to the end of something. And right back in it we go. You know, we've watched all these riots. We've watched now now 800 cops pelted with rocks and bricks and bottles and Molotov cocktails. I, I for one, uh, I don't like to see that happening to our country. And, you know, after the coronavirus epidemic and the pathetic, you know, you know, we learn a lot here. They, these politicians suck. They are the worst. They, can't, they are the worst of the worst. There's such incompetent people idiots i mean especially these these liberal states run by democrats now for decades they run cities into the ground the educational system into the ground the infrastructure into the ground they prepare for no emergency whatsoever and they are uh, i i what do they do with all the money that they basically rob from the 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 citizens of their state's pockets I, i have no idea I've never seen, this is utter failure incompetence day in and day out. 800 cops are now injured. couple of them now dead. 20 other people dead. Um, you watch, let's see, the curfews are put in place. We're going to have a curfew at 7, 8, 9, or 10. Okay, does any one person take it seriously? No. Nobody takes it seriously. Putting, you know, literally letting, letting entire streets be looted, Businesses destroyed, arson, violence, death, you know, nearly 800 cops now. Unbelievable. Innocent people killed. Businesses destroyed. Do you you think in some cities in America we'd watch police precincts burn to the ground? And now we'll get to Seattle in a second here. You know, they've done nothing to stop it. Not a thing. In fact, you know, many Democrats supported this anarchy, told you about this Congressional candidate, yeah, let them burn it all to the ground. I'm like, huh? Okay. We
1: could go. They had they had snipers on the roof. What the hell you got snipers on the roof for in a peaceful march? Even if people lose, so what? Burn it to the ground, you know, if that's what it's going to take to fix our nation. I know people want me to say that, but I'm just saying. Ah, just
0: burn it to the ground. They're peaceful, though. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, These politicians have run... And I'm just this this now we need to focus in like laser beams here because this is the future. This is you want to elect Joe Biden. If he can even remember his own name by November 3rd, we're going to elect him and and he will pander to this insane lunatic left. You know, uh, sanctuary cities, sanctuary states, anarchy, lawlessness. You know, educational systems a disaster, infrastructure a disaster, the highest taxes you'll ever pay. Now we now we have the anarchists. Now they've taken over part of one of our great cities, Seattle. You know, you got all these you know loosely affiliated anarchists. I don't know what groups they are. I can't say for sure. Quite literally, now taken over blocks and blocks of Seattle's most prominent neighborhoods including they now are in charge of and have chased the police out of uh, uh, their own precinct. And, and apparently one cop wanted to go back in. He had to be escorted in to, the, to his own precinct because the anarchists are in charge of their, their little autonomous zone. Or it's, it's unbelievable. They're doing nothing to fix it. Now, the buildings reports that they're getting vandalized. Business owners ex- extorted. Fights breaking out. People assaulted. Entire police precinct totally abandoned. And now they, they're in control of that, too. It is, it is pure anarchy. And what is the job of government? Is, is it not first and foremost to protect your citizens, protect the people from those that would do harm to them or to their buildings or to their, you know, persons? It's total lawlessness here. Oh, but ABC has the right quote. They're saying it's a festive zone. Oh, really? Is that what we call anarchy? Festive zones. Police in Seattle have largely withdrawn from a neighborhood where protesters have uh, created a festival-like scene. By the way, the first thing they did was build a wall. Oh, walls were bad. I thought you're keeping people out. I thought walls didn't work. Apparently not. It's working in Seattle pretty darn well. Uh, If you have a functioning brain cell in your head... You know, you could see that once again, failure. Democratic governor, Democratic mayor, and I'm going to get to this mayor in a second here, looking the other way, let the radicals just take over, destroy the, the city. Uh, the president's trying to get them to do their job and restore order for the safety of, well, the, the, the citizens that live in, in the great city and the great state, by the way. Um, now, the president's right. This autonomous zone, this festival like atmosphere. Uh, now they have lists of demands. They want free college tuition and rent control and a whole list of other stuff. And you know, it's it's just sad to watch this. Now we live in a cancel culture. I happen to, I I will admit it. I like the TV series Cops. I like the the show on on the weekend that was just canceled too. Uh, live TV. Now Cops was a live PD, right? Yeah. Um cops was on 32, three years. You know, the only way you survive 32 or three years, you gotta get ratings. And I think, as I've been saying and advocating for now, by the way, um, is cams on cam body cams and cams in their in their patrol cars. You know, let let's protect the people and keep the cops on us. That's one way to help. Now we're going to shut down what all all police movies, all police TV shows. Now, I actually think for Pete, for the public to view it. And obviously they want to watch it. Live PD was one of the highest rated cable shows uh, on TV today. It's got high ratings and it got a lot of people watching it. Cops survived 32 years. Why? Because people like the show. But no, we're going to can't. We can't have movies or we can't have police shows that show the police. Well, maybe we get an education watching the police. We learn how hard their job is. We learn how professional so many of them are. We get to understand their interactions with crazy people that are amongst us. Some of them now, well, have their autonomous zone uh, in Seattle. You know, oh, I mean, there's so much madness out there. You have a Massachusetts college apologizing to Black Lives Matter for letting police use the restroom. University president promises it will never happen again. Now, I'm assuming, I I make a distinction, I make a distinction between a group known as Black Lives Matter. Remember, we played the tape a lot years ago. What do we want? Dead cops, when do we want them now? Pigs in a blanket, fry them like make them. But I don't think the peaceful protesters that say that Black Lives Matter are affiliated with the group. I make a distinction, but... I think they're apologizing to the group that did say these things. That's how I read it. Anyway, Liberal College of Massachusetts, you know, they apologize for providing assistance to the police by letting them use the bathroom. Wow. Okay. And you have the genius, Governor Cuomo, along with Governor Murphy, along with Governor Wolf, uh, along with Governor, let's see, shut down Whitmer and socially distant, don't cut your lawn, but I can go out and protest with no social distancing, Whitmer, uh, you know the ones that put the COVID nineteen patients in nursing homes when the nursing home said we don't, we can't, we can't handle this. Well, now he signed an executive order. He does great with his executive orders. That was the mandate to nursing homes, long term care facilities, take on COVID patients. Forget about the thousands of empty hospital beds that Donald Trump built and manned and provided every ventilator, all the PPE equipment you'd ever need. He says, no, you don't reform. You're not getting any additional state funds, period. Okay, then you got and comrade. And this is
2: not about a press release that's going to solve it. The way we really solve this is we say to every police agency in this state, I believe it should happen in the nation, sit down at the table with the local community, address these issues, get to the root of these issues, get a plan, pass that plan by your local government, and if you don't, you're not going to get any additional state funds, period. We're not going to fund police agencies in this state that do not look at what, is, look at what has been happening, come to terms with it, and reform themselves.
0: He speaks with such authority during one of his, I mean, just incompetence, stupidity ignorance you know you know we get all these symbol, all the symbolism in the world well we'll take a knee for eight minutes 46 seconds okay they haven't done a darn thing to help uh or solve any problems taking a knee okay if you're in congress and you've been there 50 years what what responsibility do you have in all of this they didn't do anything to fix it oh and then this the seattle mayor this is a doozy defending the capitol hill autonomous zone as patriotic Patriot in her remarks, patriotic, and said that Donald Trump's threat to send in federal forces to crack down was unconstitutional and illegal. Uh, unfortunately, she doesn't know what the hell she's talking about because that's wrong. It's called the Insurrection Act, 1807. Now, I hope we don't get to that. I would urge only under the worst circumstances. Uh, oh, and then Governor Inslee, another Democrat uh in a press conference oh i didn't i wasn't aware that a six block area of seattle had been taken over by anarchists despite the fact that the group had forced the police to abandon their precinct by the way it's all peaceful in the autonomous zone and these protesters a group that is calling themselves uh CHAS, capitol hill autonomous zone uh that have done this uh they have their crazy demands abolish the police close prisons Hire African-American doctors for black patients. Give free college and housing to everyone. If you give in to our demands, we, will, we might leave our festive autonomy zone, autonomous zone. New York Times, they seem to be in love with them, too. Toilet paper times. Free speech, freedom of police is how the uh, New York Toilet Paper Times described the zone in their article. But they're the same idiots that said, who says it's not safe to travel to China after the president's travel ban? Wonder if anyone took that advice. Uh no police, extortion of private business. That that's what's really going on. And Seattle police chief leaving uh the precinct. That wasn't my decision. Uh you think any cop would ever do that, that wants to do their job and maintain peace and protect people and serve people and maintain order? I tend to doubt it. Anyway, so the Seattle mayor, uh, you know, police chief says Making, I didn't make the call to abandon the precinct. Nope. The mayor, police chief, denied making that call. The Seattle police chief says rapes, robberies, all sorts of violent acts have been occurring in the area, and we're not able to get to help people. That's what they're saying. And the Seattle mayor wants to fight Donald Trump, he wants to tell a story about demeri- domestic terrorists who have a radical agenda. It's not true. This is a festive zone. Anyway, the autonomous zone already has its first incidents of self-appointed police violence. Okay, that happened as well. And it gets worse from here. What did I tell you the other news of the day? I, I mean it's one shocking headline, one shocking detail after another. Okay, that's what happens. You wanna know what you wanna know what a, a Biden uh presidency would be? Yeah, just look at New York, New Jersey, Illinois, and California. And let's just implement that nationally, because that's what you're going to get. Exactly. Because he'll be giving into the radical base that now controls the Democratic Party. Nancy Pelosi isn't speaker. She's speaker in name only. The squad, Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez, she's the real speaker. Let's be honest here, you know, to her credit. I mean, it's like uh, uh, she's been able to do something pretty amazing. Let's get the Democrats to actually admit that they're radical leftist socialist, statist. All right so as yeah, we roll along this Friday, eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of this extravaganza? But um, tensions now, actually, in the autonomous festive zone, um, are very high. Speakers are arguing what to do next. They don't even know. Uh, there's no appetite by either the mayor or the governor to to bring any order to the the city of Seattle uh, and take back control and protect businesses and protect the homes there and maybe even take control once again of the police department media. Oh, they're trying to, they're just trying to under, you know, can you imagine if this was any group that was considered a conservative group, right wing radicals. Uh, Do you think that they would spin it like ABC is a festive zone? I don't think so. Uh, Univision. they, 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 hides the mayhem, At Seattle's uh, chads uh, from viewers, uh, which is pretty amazing. You have a reporter and fake news CNN saying how peaceful it is. Okay, one of the uh, protesters crashes and shot and tried to organize people to interrupt the report. Whoopsie daisy. And sort of like the cameramen all getting caught without their their masks on while these, you know, these phony stand up non-journalists. People have to be wearing masks. They're not wearing masks. Somebody takes a picture. Well, your own cameraman's not wearing a mask. They're such hypocrites. You know, World News Tonight ABC didn't bat an eye when they announced that demonstrations now seizing a six block area outside a police station, creating what they're calling a police free zone. And their correspondent on the ground did all he could to downplay it. The so-called autonomous zone now complete with barricades, meaning a wall, a clinic and free food. Okay, and as he was, you know, the only network to admit the zone even existed. They didn't do that on CBS or fake news. It's, you know, NBC conspiracy news. Anyway, quick break, right back. More of the details of the madness straight ahead. You know, the forgotten men and women, wasn't that the theme of the 2016 election pre-coronavirus? Where were we? We had record low unemployment for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Asian Americans, women in the workplace, youth unemployment, African American youth unemployment. We they were off not only in all their coronavirus modeling and all their predictions and all their confusion and basically all the experts were confounded. The only thing they got right is yeah, the elderly are the most susceptible. But that's the, the very what well, the one very thing that they didn't do in New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Michigan protect the older people, the most vulnerable. Um and I'm 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 saying all of this is they get every single solitary thing wrong. They were off by eleven eleven million jobs, predicting a nine million job loss, and we got two point five million gain. That is the best news out of any of this because the country's dying to reopen. Americans want to get back to work. You know, what, what, what is at stake in this election? By the way, we, we have this beautiful Father's Day uh, special first edition um, box set of my new book, which is coming out soon. And I'm really excited about it. And because I'm laying out everything that this election is about. It's live free or die, America and the world on the brink. That's not hyperbole. In Latin, I put in live free or America dies. But I go into very very specific details okay what was the vision of our founders and our framers what did they rely on what was the philosophy we have a very deep in-depth you know discussion into all of these things a republic if you can keep it is it a monarchy or is it a republic asked of dr franklin uh well it's a republican it's a republic if you can keep it um And other things that Reagan said, freedom is always but one generation away from extinction. It's all true. Then we go through a history of failure, actually, that that leads. I I mean, when you read the chapter on socialism. And I, I spent a lot of time researching this. I had a great team support team helping me research. And when you read it and you and you think about what we're going through today and what you're hearing from the left, the radical Democratic Party today, it is frightening. It is chilling in terms of how similar it is to what we now see, and it it scared, frankly, it actually scares the living daylights out of me. Because if they get control of this country, it, this country is it's going to be unrecognizable. You know, the country we know, love, and and so many have fought, bled, and, and died for. It's it's just it's it's they're going to be non-existent. You know, I I talk about the history of radicalism as well. I talk to, you know, at length, okay, what is Joe Biden? What is the Democratic Party today that, you know, no longer a party of moderates, no scoop uh, Jackson Democrats or Joe Lieberman Democrats for that matter. The history of socialism, a history of failure. Every single solitary time it has been tried, it fails and it usually ends up in the, the worst, most dire, most oppressive, you know, regimes with people, again, people starving, no wealth creation whatsoever and worse and a stifling of the state, oppressive stifling. And in spite of all the glorious promises of free, free, free everything, all it has shown us, history, if we don't learn, we will we'll repeat it, is failure. And that is the Democratic 2020 agenda. You know, I I go through the deep corruption and hypocrisy. Um, We we covered the the Russia collusion. I call it the hoax of the century. And that is that I I, even again going through my notes and past monologues and information we all talked about on this show and on TV. I mean, I forgot so much. It is we literally came that close. Imagine threading a needle to losing the country. And then being successful in what is a coup attempt. You know, then the impeachment hoax. Oh, we won't use Mueller this time. We'll just do it on our own. And, and the whole hypocrisy of that and the mob and the media and how, I mean, how dis- what a destructive force media has become in this country. You know, th- you talk about freedom. Le- the li- left seems like they love freedom. They don't love freedom. Not at all. They believe, well, freedom for, I guess, you know, in sanctuary cities, if you're supposed to be deported, why, you know, why not aid the bet those that are committing crimes, for example, and how freedom of speech. Probably the biggest chapter in the book is President Trump's accomplishments, because there's so many promises made, promises kept. Now, I know the world's changed since we, we came back from Christmas vacation very quickly. And it's, you know, we've been at this rapid pace and a lot of, you know, we're just gulping water as a country the whole time. Um, I deal with the coronavirus failure. I deal with the historic failure. I compare Biden-Obama's record to where we are today. All of this is at stake in 144 days. Now, I did put it together, a nice package for Father's Day. If you want to get a first edition, specially bound book for dad, it'll come out. We're getting very close to our release date. Uh, I'll be talking a lot more about it in the days and weeks ahead. Um, I'm very proud of it. But this is a definitive guide to what is at stake, who we've been, what we can be, who, you know, they've always been and where they will take us. It is live free or you will die. Live free or America dies as we know it. That's what it means. Scary, you know, because it's not hyperbole, because I do believe that America and the world is on the brink. Because as goes America, so goes the rest of the world. You want to see institutional failure in big cities like New York, states like New York, states like New Jersey, now the idiot in Pennsylvania following suit, following his just fellow Democrats in New York and New Jersey and, and shut down Whitmer? Yeah, it's a disaster. That, that's them at work here. They don't want to even protect the citizens in their own states, their own cities, they're letting anarchy t- totally and completely take over. And back to the mob and the media, CBS News, you know, White House correspondent, they refuse to mention anything about the radicals that have taken over this part of Seattle. They won't even talk about it. They just attack Trump, calling for an aggressive response um, to, to keep the people in Seattle safe in this utopian festive zone as they call it. I mean, it's it's the autonomous zone. You know, Trump says, look, if he vows to get it settled and bring back peace and protect people in Seattle, but it's really the governor and the mayor that need to do it. They're not going to do a thing. Seattle mayor calling the autonomous zone, the festive zone, as patriotic. Networks, the willing accomplice, accomplices of all things radical socialist, You know, they're pretty much ignoring it or defending it. Or putting, you know, cotton candy and rainbows around it. Yes, Hannity.com, Linda. I got it. I got it. I heard you. If you want if you want the Father's Day gift. Um, I am proud of it. But, you know, cities are under Philadelphia having gunfire overnight, eleven wounded, one dead. You know, you have you know the cancel culture, the you know, statute of a of Philadelphia abolitionists. That's gone. But what's interesting to me about, all right, they want to get rid of all the monuments, et cetera. Cuomo is out there defending the Christopher Columbus statue in New York City. And okay, so now uh, I've talked at length about the history of the Democratic Party and Republican Party, the party of Lincoln, the party of the Emancipation Proclamation. That's that's the Republican Party. Uh, If you remember uh, the Democratic Party. Yeah, they were the party of segregation, the Southern Manifesto. And um you know, by the way, uh, that was about the document. They were resisting the Supreme Court landmark decision about uh, Brown versus Board of Education and the ruling in segregation in schools. Oh, and by the way, Joe Biden had one position then about that, and he has one position today. It's the exact opposite. You know, if you look at the, you know, Bill Clinton's mentor, J. William Fulbright, known segregationist, you look at Hillary Clinton's mentor, Robert KKK Byrd, It's going to be interesting to see because there's a lot of statues, a lot of streets in West Virginia and D.C. honoring the former Klansmen that they all seem to like, including Biden. It took Lyndon Johnson's support from Republicans to get the Civil Rights Act of 64 passed. The Voting Rights Act passed in 65. And Southern Democrats tried to stop these pieces of legislation from being passed and for months. And, uh, you know, we actually have real vote tallies in all of this. You know, if you look at it, for example, 112 Democrats in Congress voted against the Civil Rights Act. And then for the Voting Rights Act, 78 Democrats voted against it. Um, You know, but of course, they don't ever want to talk about real history because the narrative every two and four years, Republicans are racist. Well, let's look at, for example, the guy that they love, Hillary's mentor, that Joe Biden praises Robert Byrd. Well, he filibustered the Civil Rights Act for over 14 hours before voting against it by the way uh interesting side note to this you know we're going to see what bill clinton's mentor J. william fulbright oh by the way al gore's father yeah and J. william fulbright yeah uh uh-huh on the wrong side of history you know but then you know so let's see what they all do and say because there's a real history here now nancy pelosi uh her own father i have yet to hear from her you know, demanding the removal of Confederate statues. OK, but we do have she her family has a history here uh, because uh, she hasn't yet commented on the role of her father in overseeing the dedication of the Stonewall, Jackson and Robert E. Lee monument while serving as Baltimore's mayor in 1948. Then I think later her own brother served in that position. You know, if you get into some details of Robert KKK Bird, none of it's good. Uh, Al Gore and his father, yeah, none of that is good either. And Democrats always give themselves a, past, a, a, a pass on this. Biden's 1975 comments uh, slamming reparations and school busings. Actually, the Washington Post a couple of years ago, well, I guess it was about well, it was March in 2019, they actually even reported on that, shockingly. You know, Joe uh, Biden wants to see studies about the Feasibility now of reparations as comments, you know, are the exact opposite. I don't even want to read them. It's so repulsive to be honest to you with me, with you. Uh, we have other reports attempts to hold some of the looters and rioters accountable. Uh, feds are now combing Facebook to hunt down some of the people we have on video uh apparently the black lives matter website defund the police donations are going to some act blue according to multiple reports i've not been able to independently verify that um but anyway that go to act blue the biden for president campaign's top source of donation oh so you mean people being lied to and tricked interesting you have anti-police movement continuing all over the place Ricky Gervais mocked the celebrities in the I Take Responsibility anti-racism PSA. Natalie Portman advocates for defunding the police. Okay, are are all these Democrats, the Hollywood stars, are they going to give up their private jets? Absolutely not. But they'll lecture us about driving an SUV or a caravan. Uh, Are they going to give up their arm protection? I tend to doubt it. Nancy Pelosi going to do it. Joe Biden going to do it. Uh, any of these liberal governors, they're going to do it. I have comrade de Blasio once in the TV studio and I'm like, uh, those four guys over there are policemen. They have guns on them. Does every New Yorker, should every New Yorker have the ability to also have a weapon inside their home? We went back and forth for like 20 minutes. They have a right to be safe, guaranteed right to be safe. I didn't ask if you have a guaranteed right to be safe. I did. Do they have a right to defend themselves the way you defend yourself? And, oh, one other thing the Seattle mayor says, we could have the summer of love. It's more like a block party. I forgot all about that part. I meant to get to that earlier. And the mayor also saying, it's not terrorism. This is patriotism. This is a festive environment. Now, the president's saying, if we have to go in, we'll go in. Okay, well, why why doesn't the governor... Why don't other people do their job? By the way, new polls shows African-Americans oppose defunding police by a double-digit margin. Two polls released today, overwhelming majority of the American people oppose these stupid plans of defunding the police. ABC poll, 57% of African-Americans support defunding the, the police. Okay, but um, other polls are showing other things. Self-described liberals support defunding the police by a 13-point margin. Okay, who are you going to call? My favorite question now. Schumer sides with the defund the police nut jobs in a Senate showdown Uh, resolution by Tom Cotton called for two simple things. Justice for George Floyd and to oppose efforts to defund the police. And Schumer opted to block a resolution uh, of Senator Cotton. Democrats who cheered the anti-cop riots warned that Trump rallies are dangerous. A lot of them were out marching the same because of coronavirus. Okay, a little more hypocrisy on top of hypocrisy. Seattle councilwoman urges uh, the city to actually surrender to the Antifa occupiers. Uh, You don't make this up. Seattle City Council uh, member wants the city to leave the police free zone occupied by protesters in community control permanently. Huh. Wonder if the people that own homes and businesses agree with that. Seattle's police chief reports that rapes and robberies—this was a national review—are taking place in the cop-free, festive um, summer of peace autonomy zone. Another poll shows voters overwhelmingly reject defunding the police. Sixty-four percent overall. New York Post had this. This is an ABC poll too. Uh, Okay, you want law and order? You want open borders? You want taxes through the roof? You want uh, government-controlled everything, no oil and gas? You want a socialist utopia that'll fail? That's what's at stake in 144 days. Anyway, it's all together on Hannity.com if you want to give Dad a good gift, a unique gift for Father's Day.
3: People say all the time, oh, we got to get the vice president out of the basement. He's fine in the basement. (laughs) Two people see him a day, his two body people. That's that. Do you believe there is systemic
4: racism in law enforcement? Absolutely. But it's not just in law enforcement, it's across the board. Everybody's trying to shame us into being embarrassed about
5: our profession. Well, you know what? Stop treating us like animals and thugs. And start treating us with some respect. The clock is ticking.
6: Believe it or not, there's only 144 days left till America votes. Bo- 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 yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna
7: play our
8: guitars and sing you a country
7: song.
8: From coast to coast. Oh, oh, oh. From border to border,
6: from sea to shining sea, Sean
3: Hannity is on.
9: Please watch out.
7: Please watch out. I am only a peacekeeper taking him to their office. That's it. First of all, Exactly, guys. So I'm being a peacekeeper so and taking him to their office. That's officer, it. Officer, officer, officer.
6: I do not want with them Nothing. I'm out here every single day, make so sure everybody's okay. That's it and that's all. all
5: right. I no no, We're not,
7: it's not
2: a matter of how many cops are in here. We're not worried about police.
6: We have these streets
2: already.
7: We have these streets. We're not worried about police, bro. I'm worried about police. You see, I'm black, bro. I'm not worried about police. My guy, I'm not around to the chest. I'm not the baton, my guy. I'm
9: black.
2: Alive. I'm, law. Law. I'm, law. Law. I'm I don't
6: know not. I'm I'm not scared of these police.
0: Okay?
2: As many police go in there, who
7: gives a? We're here to change things. So when we talk to them and get our together, that's when the we're gonna get done. Not worrying about the police coming here. And that's it. That's all. Yeah. Follow us. We, you know what? The thing is, you have high.
6: You have taken the meaning away. American, you don't, you, know, you cannot portray the, what image you and like, the
9: image because
6: of you. This is what you like, go for it. Don't try to shut the black community out. I'm black, I'm black myself. No, but I'm you scared.
9: have to call
6: You're not black. You are not black. Are not black. Um, 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 she said
9: I'm not black. See, know, so the,
6: the thing about it is, the, bickering, the bickering
9: and this back what and forth. What kind of change do you get
6: from bickering and back and forth? Matter of fact, let me take my ass off. What kind of bickering? What kind of change do you get from bickering back and forth? We can check this out. I'm not done talking, boy.
5: men and women of the Seattle Police Officers Guild. We are beside ourselves. The city has lost all the political will to enforce the rule of law.
4: Governor, I'd like to ask you about uh, what's going on in Seattle. There's this uh, thing called the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. What's your thought on that? The fact that the protesters have taken that over and not allowing people to come and go freely? What right? well, regarding the National Guard?
7: Well, that's news to me, so I'll have to reserve any comment about it. I, I have not I have not heard anything about that from any credible source. <laughs> not that you're not credible. It's just like before I espouse an opinion, I should know of which I speak.
0: <laughs> All right, there are the sounds. Uh, we'll have a lot of the sites. Uh, the autonomous zone, which the mob and the media. Now, I never really thought I'd see this before, but. You have a big liberal city in America. I thought what we were seeing is, what, 800 cops pelted with bottles and bricks and rocks and Molotov cocktails. Some cops have died. Uh, around 800 now injured. Uh, 20 other people are dead. Uh, now you got in Seattle, a, a you know, these anarchists now that have literally now taken over six city blocks in one of the... One of the city's most prominent neighborhoods thought it was bad when we were watching uh, precincts in New York City abandoned and burned to the ground. But now it's gotten worse. They now are armed. They are now setting up checkpoints into and out of the so-called autonomous zone. Uh, The inmates clearly, when you listen to this, are like running the asylum. They're literally trying to kill each other at every other second. Um, Business owners are reportedly being extorted. Uh, other buildings are being vandalized. Fights have been breaking out. People are being assaulted. An entire police precinct now has been totally abandoned. Part of the tape you just heard is the, the anarchist escorting, escorting now one police officer to the precinct they have now commandeered. Oh, it was not nice of them. Uh, huh, ABC even going as far as to say it's a, a festive zone. Police, they say, in Seattle have largely withdrawn from a neighborhood where protesters have created a festival-like scene that has President Donald Trump fuming. Uh, and it, again, the coverage almost non-existent. President saying that Seattle can't be occupied by anarchists and if they don't clean this up. He's going to have to. But the Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin, is defending Capitol Hill's autonomous zone as, quote, patriotic. Wow. Uh, one way to describe it, right? Uh, anyway, news, uh, Hour 2, Sean Hannity Show, eight hundred nine four one sean Newt Gingrich joins us, uh, Fox News contributor. His latest book is called Shakedown. Uh, sir, welcome back. And I know you've been back and forth to the Holy See, and I know you're watching this day in and day out. Need to get your thoughts on it.
8: Well, I, I would say welcome to Joe Biden's America. It's, 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 it's a variation on the opposite of Reagan in the second debate when he said about when asked about his age i won't take advantage of the youth and inexperience of my opponent and mondale broke up laughing as you remember chris and i did a movie about reagan and this great scene where you can see in mondale's eyes he knows by what reagan just said that the election's over because it was so cut through everything so i want to say the opposite here to watch joe biden is to be embarrassed, to feel sad for him and his family, to wonder why they're putting him through it. But what's happening in Seattle is the natural outcome, and my newsletter today at at Gingrich 360 was about Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi, because I think we need to think of it as a team. And they would change America so radically in the first year that we would no longer be the country you and I grew up in, which, of course, is what they want. <clears throat> well, you're seeing in Seattle, and by the way, Abraham Lincoln would have understood this and said this is an act of secession. These people have taken over a neighborhood, put up signs that say you are leaving the United States. Now, how can the mayor and the governor tolerate this? I mean, you can't... I mean." If it's no longer the United States, then whose laws apply? Who is protected? Because remember, if there is no law, the most vicious, the most violent, the strongest, dominate and exploit the weakest and the poorest and the most helpless. And that's what you're going to see in Seattle. It's not going to be a summer of love, to quote the mayor of Seattle. It's going to be a nightmare.
0: Let me ask you about what is now caught fire among many Democratic governors and mayors and and politicians and people in D.C. about this whole defund the police. To me, it's a very simple question, Mr. Speaker. It's, okay, who are you going to call at midnight uh, when you're alone in your home with your kids and uh, somebody's trying to break in and do harm to your family? Who are you going to call? Well, well, first of all, of course, you
8: had this idiotic Democrat uh, city council president of Minneapolis has said worrying about rape is an example of white privilege, which she said actually on CNN. But, uh, but I want to go a step further. I have, I have a very simple test. I would say to anybody who talks to me about defunding the police, fine. Nancy Pelosi should give up her security. Chuck Schumer should give up his security. Every Hollywood star should give up their security. Every governor should give up their security. You want to walk in and spend the next couple of years with no security now talk to me about defunding the police. But don't tell me we're going to protect the aristocratic privileged wealthy because they have their own police. But we're going to rip away police for people who are poor, who have no power, who can't protect themselves. And that's what we're getting. You think Nancy Pelosi is going to step out without police? I don't think so. You think Schumer is going to come back to New York with no police? I don't think so. This whole thing is an example of the aristocracy, of the elected powerful, and the movie star rich, and those people who think they're better than the rest of us. So they ought to be protected, while the rest of us are made prey to people who are violent and vicious.
0: I was saying yesterday on radio and TV, we're now 144 days outside of what I think is the... the I know we say, we've said it in the past, this is the biggest choice election in our lifetime this is really it though nothing compares to this moment and i'd even argue between covid and you know the the, the economy and how far we get in terms of a, a v-shaped recovery um what happens how this all plays out in these cities and whether or not donald trump is forced to then do the job the governors and the mayors won't do so A lot of things are going to happen in 144 days. I don't have a crystal ball. I have a lot of thoughts on where I think it's going to go, and that is the economy will recover. And I believe coronavirus, if we get resurgence, we'll know a lot more probably in two weeks, uh, that we at least have the means to better deal with it. Um, I I think that bodes well for the president.
8: Well, look, I, I think this is going to be an extraordinary fight I believe it's the biggest choice since 1860. Uh, I think, uh, and I wrote my newsletter today at Gingrich 360 on Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi as a team. I and mean, my point was, don't tell me about Trump. We're, you know, this is not a choice between Trump and President Perfection. This is a choice between Trump and a team on the other side. I mean, you, you, and I laid out in this newsletter what the first year of a biden schumer pelosi world would be like and it's pretty terrifying i mean i stay active seven days a week trying to figure out how we make sure that donald trump gets reelected because i think the alternative is the end of america as you and i have known it and i don't mean that as hyperbole or exaggeration and i did an entire series of podcasts on nancy pelosi's three trillion dollar bill and i'll tell you you look at the stuff that's in that bill and you have to conclude If they take control, we will never again be the country we once were. They will just simply wipe it out.
0: Um, That's what's at stake here. I mean, eliminating oil and gas, the lifeblood of the world's economy, everything's free. Socialism at a level we could never... That is totally unsustainable. These are false promises. Uh, A power grab by the state that I don't think you can recover from. And then, of course, foreign policy weakness once again. That's never going to end well. Defunding the military also is part of this uh, utopia. Um, How do you see, in terms of the president, uh, you know, he's getting hit every single second of every single day. By the way, one other thing that we'll know probably by November is, you know, how many of these deep state actors that were involved in this attempted coup will be held accountable.
8: Well, look, I mean, there's no question. And again, I go back to Lincoln and to some extent to Andrew Jackson. <clears throat> this president has had an entire national establishment do everything it could, legally and illegally, to try to stop him. It. it is an astonishing process. And his achievements, uh, whether in conservative judges or the economy before COVID hit, or rebuilding the military or defending America overseas, his achievements have been beyond astounding. Um, And I think it's very important to understand that despite the left-wing media's overwhelming hostility, that Trump is truly already a historic figure. But uh, here's here's what I think it's gonna come down to. There will be a moment, probably in August, when the campaign will suddenly become real. In August of 1948, Harry Truman running for re-election was nine points behind Tom Dewey. And in fact, he was so far behind that by the end of September, Gallup quit taking polls and they were all shocked when, when Truman won on Election Day. But he won by telling the truth and hammering away at the Republican Congress and at Dewey. And I believe, if you start think, you say the average American, what kind of country do you think Biden, Schumer, and Pelosi will create I think you'll find even people who say they're never Trumpers are not going to say they're never Americans and I think they will not be able to vote for that future.
0: Let's go through a little history here. Robert KKK Byrd, former Senate majority leader, all these years, all the Democrats that uh, praise him, Uh, oh so many monuments all over the place honoring the former Klansman. Let's roll tape, take you down memory lane. There are white I've seen a lot of white people in my time. I'm going to use that word. Well, you mean he was the head of the Democratic Party? Oh, let's see what the, uh, the Democrats that want all the monuments down, let's see what they have to say about this.
10: He was a Senate icon. He was a party leader. He was an elder statesman. And he was my friend. We know there are things he said and things he did that he came to regret. I remember talking about that the first time I visited with him. He said, there are things I regretted in my youth. You might you may know that. And I said, none of us
2: are absent, some regrets, Senator.
1: Today our country has lost a true American original, my friend and mentor Robert C. Byrd. Senator Byrd was a man of surpassing eloquence and nobility.
4: There are white. I've seen a lot of white in my time.
1: I admired his tireless advocacy for his West Virginia constituents, his fierce defense of the Constitution and the traditions of the Senate, and his passion for a government that improves the lives of the people it serves.
4: There are white I've seen a lot of white
8: in my time. They mentioned that he once had a fleeting association with a Ku Klux Klan, and what does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. He was a country boy from the hills and hollows of West Virginia. He was trying to get elected.
1: As Secretary of State, I continued to rely on his advice and counsel. Robert C. Byrd, led by the power of his example, and he made all of us who had the honor of serving as his colleagues better public servants and better citizens. Robert C. Byrd left such a legacy. Although I and my colleagues behind me revere the
4: Senate, Uh, Robert C. Byrd elevated the Senate, who was the embodiment of his state. There is ever a senator who, in fact, reflected his state. It was Robert C. Byrd. Every time I sat with a leader, I never called Senator Byrd senator. I always called him leader. He was devoted to all of you, like few senators in the 37 years I was there, 36 plus years I was there, that I have ever, ever known. He was fiercely devoted, as you've all heard, to his principles. Even once he became power, he always spoke truth to power, standing up for the people he proudly was part of. The Senator made a very moving and eloquent speech as a son of the Confederacy. acknowledging that it was time to change and yield to a position that Senator Carol Mosley Braun raised on the floor of the Senate, not granting a federal charter to a organization made up of many fine people who continue to display the Confederate flag
0: All right, there you hear the blatant hypocrisy. By the way, uh, Nancy Pelosi now, Wednesday, demanding the removal of all Confederate statues uh, occupying the uh, U.S. Capitol, uh, as of now, remains silent uh, on her very father's role in overseeing the dedication of the Stonewall, Jackson, and Robert E. Lee monument while serving as Baltimore's mayor in 1948. Uh be interesting to see if she thinks what her father dedicated should come down. We know all about, for example, the the story of Robert Byrd, and um uh it's getting more interesting by the moment. Former Speaker of the House, New Kingrich, is with us. His new book, Shakedown. Um, well, uh J. William Fulbright was the mentor of Bill Clinton. You know more about J. William Fulbright than I do. Hillary's mentor was, well, Robert KKK Byrd and And Joe Biden had an awful lot of nice things to say about him. And do we get rid of all the bird monuments, too? Because they're pretty much everywhere all over West Virginia and D.C.
8: Look, I want to bring this whole statue argument to right now today. There is a large statue of Lenin in Seattle, Washington. Now, if we're not going to accept statues that are in any way inappropriate to human dignity, I would argue that the statue of Lenin, has to come down and i think that's a very good test for liberals
0: right, there's uh, a lot you, of good prepared? tests I, I i want to hear nancy pelosi you know her opinion on her own father who oversaw the dedication of these confederate statues i want to know a position on that i want to know if she's consistent in other words
8: well i've been mean, frankly with when I, I did a piece about this the other day you know both her father and her brother were the mayors of baltimore So if we want to talk about what has caused enormous pain for poor Americans and especially for poor urban blacks, why don't we talk about how many years the Democrats have run places like Baltimore, San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago, and Pelosi's role, which is intimately tied both to Baltimore and to San Francisco. And it's pretty hard to say that it's Donald Trump's problem if the Democrats, for example, have run Chicago for 89 consecutive years. Uh, to now turn and say, "Oh, but this is all Donald Trump's problem." So I, I think I think there are a lot of fights we can have here, and I think that the the left desperately wants to avoid arguing about performance by putting in symbolism and emotion and empathy, uh, so that you know taking a knee replaces fixing the school system. Uh, and I think that we shouldn't let them get away with it. We should go after them head on. Now, I I also think once you go down the road of eliminating statues, movies, books, you name it, you're on a very slippery slope that ends up in a totalitarian society. Uh, And I think that uh, there's something more than a little sick by what we're seeing happening and by the kind of groupthink that is being literally imposed on the country. So it's almost like Maoism in China. If you don't think this way, you're a bad person. And I think that uh, we ought to take it head on and say, no, that we're not we're not going to repudiate our history and we're not going to uh, and, and allow you to destroy art simply because it doesn't fit this week's version.
0: You know, when you think of the party of Lincoln, the Republican Party, the Emancipation Proclamation, I might be wrong, Mr. Speaker. You're the historian, not me, but uh Uh, If I remember correctly, there was a party of segregation in the Southern Manifesto. And I believe it was uh, Democrats who introduced that Southern Manifesto, a document to resist the landmark Supreme Court decision of Brown v. Board of Education. Um, The 1960s, we saw the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act, 64 and 65, uh, respectively. And it was Lyndon Johnson relying on Republicans to get that bill passed, if my memory serves me well. It's been a while since I've been in school.
8: Uh, You're right, but look, what we face is the great propaganda machine in the news media and the willingness of of Democrats to say whatever they have to say to win, even if it's totally false. Uh, And I would argue that, frankly, uh, they have been as destructive – particularly for poor urban blacks uh, in the modern era as their predecessors were in the South when when segregation was entirely a function of the Democratic Party. And they don't want to admit to that, but virtually everything we think of that was bad about segregation was brought about by the Democrats against Republican opposition over and over again. It was Republican presidents who sent the army in, for example, to suppress the Ku Klux Klan. Uh, and I think that uh, we 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 have to be more courageous in standing up for the truth about the real history of America and not allowing them to invent some fantasy version that fits their political needs.
0: Let me move on to, I, I think, certain events. If I had to guess, coronavirus is one. And whether or not it, it, we we have a bad rebound, it's always a potential. It's usually predictable to some extent. Um, I think we'll know a lot more about how big that potentially could be in the next two weeks after all these protests um, hopefully die down. But uh, so you've got that to factor in. Uh, I was shocked. The experts were off. Well, first, the models were off with coronavirus, all of them. And all of the all the information pretty much we were given, except that we've got to take care of the older people, elderly people. Those with underlying conditions and compromised immune systems, that remained constant. Everything else varied and changed. and They couldn't be more wrong. Um, but I think uh, predictions on the economy, for example, May's numbers ended up being net plus 2.5 2. million jobs. They were predicting net minus 9 million jobs. Uh, how much hope does that give you that by the time we get to October and the second, uh, third quarter numbers come in that, we will see what we call a V-shaped recovery in the economy.
8: Well, I think we have a real chance to get to a V-shaped recovery, despite the effort of every Democrat to slow it down. And I think the president's uh, decision to let every state explore on their own and to have a a freedom, a laboratory of democracy, was exactly right. And, of course, you've seen a number of states now, almost all of them states that voted for Trump, that are beginning to reopen, beginning to have the economy grow. But I really believe the president should send up to the Congress a dramatic, bold tax bill that would have a one-year suspension of the payroll tax, 100% uh, deductibility for businesses, uh, and an ability to compensate companies who came out of China and moved their businesses back home to the U.S. and several other things. He needs to put the Congress on notice. We need to keep the momentum up, not relax, not rest, but continue to push towards economic growth, and, and let Nancy Pelosi explain to the country why she won't move a tax. You know, a payroll tax cut would be very, very popular. And people would understand that it actually allows working Americans to keep more of their own money. It allows small businesses to keep more of their own money. And a one-year holiday on, the, on the, that tax would have enormous positive impact on the economy. I don't think the president can relax. He's, he has to get up every morning. And think about what am I doing today to keep this economy growing? Because the news media and the Democratic governors and the Democrats in Congress are going to do everything they can to keep Americans unemployed so that they can defeat Trump. I mean, defeating Trump's their goal in life. And they don't mind how many Americans they hurt to try to get there. So he's got to be very tough minded and very focused
0: on getting this economy growing. All right. Quick break. We'll come back more with... Uh, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich on the other side, then Project Veritas's James O'Keefe, his next installment of his undercover work on Antifa. And right, as we continue with former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich's new book out, by the way, uh, Shakedown. So let me ask this, um, Terry McAuliffe, pretty revealing. I'm fine with, with Joe in his basement bunker. No, let him stay in the basement bunker. He only sees two people a day. I'm like, is that, that's, a, that's a whole new uh, model and paradigm being developed right before our eyes on how to inspire people to vote for you. Stay in your bunker. Only see two people a day. I'm, Democrats are fine with that.
8: Well, you know, they have a real problem. In the
0: end. You think? yeah, Sooner
8: or later. Well, I mean, in, in the end, sooner or later, he is going to come out in the open. And if he said no practice, no preparation, what I've seen so far is is frankly painful. I, I watched the uh, Biden on the View when they tried to coach him into how to apologize for you know sexual advances, and it was so painful.
0: Every time he opens his finish. mouth, it's painful. Why do you think, though? I mean, I think it's a fair question. They asked it about Reagan. You referred to this earlier in 1984. After didn't have a good first debate against Walter Mondale and. You know, does he have the mental alertness, the the stamina, the strength, the the mental acumen to take on the hardest job in the world? And, you know, you're right. He won it with that. one. I'm not going to let my opponent's youth and inexperience be a, an issue in this campaign. Game over It's a great moment of history. But the question is, you know, w- I don't think Biden's capable of that moment, in my humble opinion. But they know everybody's acting in the media and Democratic Party like there's nothing wrong. The only reason Terry McAuliffe got you caught know, I, is because he didn't know he was well, being taped. I,
8: you know, I, I'll say you, I, I don't I've thought about this a lot. I don't know how Trump can debate him because I think it could be such an overmatch that people could end up feeling so sorry for Biden. Uh, not that that would necessarily vote for him, but I mean, I think it's almost unfair or inappropriate to put him back out in public. All
0: right, Mr. Speaker, you've you've been more than generous with your time. His new book, by the way, Shakedown, it's on Hannity.com, Amazon.com. I'd say bookstores everywhere, but I don't know if bookstores by you might be open or not. Uh, Mr. Speaker, always appreciate you uh, being with us. Great insight. When we come back, News Roundup, Information overload Hour, James O'Keefe. His next undercover installment with Project Veritas on Antifa tactics and uh, uh, where they're getting some of their money from. Straight ahead.
2: The whole goal of this, right, is to get out there and do dangerous things as safely as possible. How violent is Antifa or RCA in particular? Practice things like an eye gouge. It takes very little uh,
3: pressure to injure someone's eyes.
2: They do not hesitate to either push back or incite some kind of violence. In our classes and in our meetings, before we do uh, any sort of demonstration or black block, you know, we talk about weapons detail and what we carry and what we should have. What is black block? Well, this is black block right now. The term is used to uh, a tactic in which individuals conceal their identity to look uniform so, so that no one can be identified in an act of a crime. With RCA, it seems much more structured, almost like a company or like a business. So, you know, I feel like there is some type of outside funding influence or resources being used.
3: Consider like destroying your enemy, not like delivering a really awesome right hand, right eye, left eye blow, you know? Um, It's not boxing, it's not kickboxing, it's like destroying your end.
9: We did apply for a grant from Soros at one point, a long time ago when I was doing more um, um, abortion rights and defending clinics. We actually did get a
6: a grant from them around, um, we started a thing called the National Day of Appreciation for Abortion Providers. Contributing money is,
9: look,
6: we are not gonna reach millions without millions. That's just just straight up. We are not gonna do it. We need millions of dollars to reach millions of people.
9: So, if you can get a meeting
6: with um, either
9: one of those, Censara um, Taylor or Danny Z, it would be
5: like, it would be, <laughs> it would be a, a very important experience in your life. <laughs> we're trying to meet with Tom
4: Steyer. And what? Uh, um, right now, no, I, I don't know if we took the meeting today, we we're meeting with his main... In- his main advisor kind on of, impeachment. They kind of—I don't know who that is, is. Somebody that's kind of a big deal. I mean, that's we're meeting. We've been talking to his assistant. He was going to. He first said he was going to meet. Then he got busy. He made the announcement. Muskier has been retweeting some of our stuff. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of wanted. I think he has. This is only me speaking based on reading newspapers
5: from the New I think he has political ambitions. Well, yeah, I mean, the, there's always been the rumor he's
4: going right, to run for governor. That he may
6: actually want to not
5: be directly connected. So the
9: idea
6: is
10: you step to the side, grab the person, oh and then slam them down. Okay?
3: That's one way. So here's the other the other way. Hey, come on, took me. You stuck. You grab his.
7: Or you just the elbow. He will let go.
2: When I first infiltrated them, I was a little worried. They uh, were definitely learning tactics that were not in, uh, for defense. It was definitely for offense. Uh, on the front, they would say on their website that these were defensive classes, but all the tactics they used were offensive. Uh, their goals are the like abolition of uh, the state to uh, shut down prisons, abolish the ICE, the police force and the United States government.
0: Oh, abolishing the government. Now we know what Antifa is. Doing. We're going to say it's self-defense, but it's really offensive uh, that they're going to be involved in uh, that a series. Now, uh, the, I guess it's now the third or fourth part of the series. It's hard to keep up. Uh, James O'Keefe and Project Veritas, he's the founder of Project Veritas, their undercover work infiltrating the group Antifa, uh, stealth, underground, extremely paranoid, uh, and Antifa describing, you know, fight training, body slamming, and hit them in the beep, and, you know, saying they want to abolish the U.S. government. James O'Keefe is back with us. Uh, Why don't you just sum up, uh, because we'll show this new video uh, tonight, but... You know, explain the whole thing here.
9: John,
10: so basically we've released the uh, last installment yesterday. Uh, This is a national organizer for Refuse Fascism, a man named Andy Z, and another woman named T. Stern, both of them leadership for this anti-Fa-like group, uh, Refuse Fascism. And they're talking about how they get their money. Uh, This is a direct quote, quote, we actually did get a grant from Soros. George Soros. They also say that they've been working with and meeting with a man named Tom Steyer, who's a billionaire from California, and they claim that Steyer does not want to be, uh, quote, directly connected. Uh, and, they, and they talk about this. So we have done now four videos. The first few videos show their violence, they're poking people's eyes out, training them how to uh, commit acts of offensive violence, reframe assault as self-defense. And this last installment, it actually shows in their own words uh, hidden camera videos of the meeting with potential funders talking about who is funding them. And all of this, Sean, proves this is not just uh, a bunch of kids in the street. This is a organized group of people uh, that are doing things ahead of time.
0: Well, you know, I don't know exactly who all the anarchists are. I don't know if anybody really knows, but... You know, I never thought we'd be seeing what we're seeing in the streets of our big cities, although they've been running to the ground for decades now by Democratic governors and Democratic mayors and been totally ineffective. And I thought it was bad enough when we saw, OK, nobody's going to listen to a curfew. And then the looting and the arson and the you know rioting, uh, burning of police uh, precincts. Uh, then, of course, 800 cops about now have been injured, a couple of them killed with Rocks, bottles, bricks, Molotov cocktails fired at them. And if that didn't get if that wasn't enough to shock people. uh, Now we have an entire, you know, part of a city. This one, Seattle, where they've actually commandeered an entire part of the the town, uh, including the police precinct, which was abandoned. They actually let them have it. And they're doing nothing to, you know, protect the people that live in there. There are many homes in there. Uh, or protect the police precinct, they're doing nothing. And, you know, we're getting these proclamations from this, these genius uh, politicians out there saying, no, this is the summer of love and a, a festive zone and an autonomous zone. And, no, this is patriotic, according to the Seattle mayor. And I'm like, I don't know what they're looking at. Uh, but that's not what I see, James O'Keefe. And, again, just
10: to reiterate for your audience listening, that that what we filmed in New York was them reframing an assault, a violent assault, them reframing that as as self-defense, which is probably a criminal act if you're intending to hurt someone and you're you're lying about the reasons that you're doing it. But this is the first time anyone has ever infiltrated Antifa. The recording that you played just now was one of the brave undercover journalists for Project Veritas talking about how he was scared for his life. If something went wrong, he got found out that he could get hurt. And also, one of the first times you've ever seen any of these donors' names mentioned, they mention Soros, they mentioned Steyer, they say they're meeting with his staff, they say that he's making potential donations indirectly. Do you, do, so it, we don't have any
0: confirmation of that, though. I mean, do you believe them? Did you find that they well, were just the really opening up?
10: Their the confirmation is their lips moving and them saying the words. Yeah we got a grant from Soros. This is their words, not mine. This is a woman named T. Stern, head of the Atlanta chapter of Refuse Fascism, uh, confirming, this is according to her, that, that, that this is the sort of people that they work with. And, and, and Andy Z lists 10,000, 50,000 checks that they get from donors to fund this activity. The media claims they're not even a group. They claim they're not even a group. And, and they're meeting with billionaires to fund. What do we know about this? Because this activities. is important.
0: They what again? Different cities apparently have different. They're apparently all under a banner of Antifa, but they have different names in different cities. Um, loosely bonded together, or do you believe that really is far more centralized than anybody knows?
10: The only report the facts of what we've uncovered which is that they have a national organizer that they meet with moneyed uh,
0: financial people
10: uh, that they have trainings right you've seen this is all the stuff you've seen in the tapes they have powerpoint presentations in in Portland Oregon where they teach you how to gouge out eyes they have a martial arts training which you and I talked about earlier this week where they reframe an assault as self defense and teach you uh, how to really hurt somebody. Uh, so I, again, it's just, is it organized? It's self-evident uh, based upon the fact that they have trainings, have leadership, have donors, and in fact plan all this disruption. In fact, this man, Andy Z, uh, tells our undercover reporter, while Tom Steyer might not be directly connected, that you have all these cities, and at a certain point this, quote, dominates the national news. It's a very disruptive force. This is an intent. This is This has been planned by a a individual who is the leader and they claim that this is not planned so what this evidence suggests is it's just confirming what we all suspect sean it's just on tape it's them in their own words as i always say
0: yeah did you notice by the way out in seattle you know all these leftists against building a wall wall at our southern border boy they they built up uh, a wall among their summer festival area autonomous zone of the summer of free love uh zone uh, that wall went up pretty quick. You know, the, I guess the more shocking thing here is that you know the mayor, the governor, they're saying this is patriotic. They're saying that this is a summer of love, that this is all peaceful. Now we, you know, we've got audio and we got video of them even fighting amongst each other constantly. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's, it's certainly not from
10: what we've seen peaceful. Like like I keep saying, they they gouging out eyes and and training people how to commit assault. I know that you know a thing or two about martial arts. Watch the tape of that training and see what their intent is. It is to hurt people. It is to dominate the news cycle. And, and, And I really hope that these individuals they've mentioned in these tapes, I hope that someone in the media Puts pressure on them to ask for a comment. Remember, they're giving through blind trusts. They're giving through anonymous means. So if the lead organizers are saying names about who's funding them, someone should ask those people questions. I know Tom Steyer ran for president, so I know he's he's got political ambitions, and and that's what uh, Andy Z says. But they met with his people. They met with his. Uh, people to talk about these activities. And and so the question is, what did he know and when did he know it?
0: Well, I think those are all good questions. Um, Okay, so this is the last installment on this. Will you give us a preview of coming attractions? Because I know James O'Keefe well. I've known you since the first video you released. And I'm just imagining you're you're, you're working on some other projects simultaneously.
10: Well, Sean, because I I really, really uh, consider you a close friend, I actually will tell you
0: uh, what we no have way. Up. I'm actually... No, I'm going to... Gonna, Linda, yeah. listen to this. I'm going to get a tip. Finally, Breaking news, Sean.
9: <laughs> breaking news, news now.
0: now. That's funny. All right, go ahead. What do you got? I, I, you've been so good to Project Eric and In fact, I'm going to tell you two
10: pieces of breaking news. Here's the first. The first is, because you've had me on your show the last couple times, we've had a whistleblower, an insider inside Antifa come to us. That's the first bit of breaking news and and we're going to be with I can't give anything more away but we have one of them come to us which is very cool this week. The second bit of breaking news is that we're going to Twitter, Facebook, Google, one of those companies next week it's going to be big. Uh, we, we talk about we talk about what's happening in our country with with diversity, we, you know, and some of these discussions, we've obtained some information inside of one of these big companies, big tech companies that is going to blow you away. We basically caught them essentially breaking the law and we have absolute tangible proof and of an insider who's going to speak to us um uh in the shadows about it we think it's going to be a very big story we think it will elicit a response from the leadership at one of these big tech companies we're going to release that next week
0: uh it is amazing i mean with all this information you've been able to gather and all this evidence and all this proof and the attorney general talking straight up about an investigation into some specific individuals that uh i got to imagine at some point in time that these videos uh, might be extremely valuable to law enforcement. I guess we'll see that soon. The question of
10: whether the Attorney General wants to prosecute or the California Attorney General wants to prosecute, since well, tech company is located I'd... there. But I can promise you, Sean, we got the evidence. They're breaking the law next week.
0: Okay. James O'Keefe, ProjectVeritas.com. Links on Hannity.com. Uh James, thanks for sharing that with us. And we'll be following very closely in the days, weeks, months ahead. We, we appreciate you sharing it with us. Right, time for a quick call here as we say hi. Mike is in Florida. We'll do uh, phones uh, for the final half hour of the show today. What's up, Mike? How are you? We got about a minute 15. It's all yours.
6: Okay, Sean. Good afternoon. Uh, first of all, thank you for all you do and uh, telling the people straight like it is. Um, Sean, I'm a retired New York City detective with over 25 years. I, well, thank I you came for your job. service,
0: Sorry. by the way. Yeah.
6: Thank you. I came on 30-plus years ago, and uh, t- times are different, yes. And what... Um, What's going on right now, if you recall, Sean, the Brooklyn Bridge riots, the Crown Heights riots, the Washington Heights riots. Yes, they did that in my time. But we quelled them because we dictated where and how they rioted. In other words, we, we were the controlling factor. This is just pure anarchy. These, uh, the higher ups, I'm not blaming the cops. They're trying to do their jobs on the front line every single hey, day,
0: hey, By the way, day Mike.
6: in and day out.
0: The police spokesperson, a spokeswoman, said this was not my decision to leave our precinct and hand it over to the anarchists.
6: No, I I agree with that. But I'm talking about other places like it. And it's just mind boggling how the higher ups are now. They're not backing their cops and and i don't blame the cops for not doing their job i mean we took an oath we uphold the law even our us retired guys our oath does not retire when we do it retires when we pass away you know when we die that's how we our well, mentality is let me just say this back
0: into the game What you did is the way to handle it. I mean, non-lethal force. You don't let them take over a city. You protect other people in the city. You protect property. It's simple. Uh, People like you put your life on the line every day. The 25 years you served your with honor and distinction. We appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. When we come back, right to the phone, straight ahead, 800 941 Sean if you want to join us. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800 941 Sean You want to be a part of the program. We will have all the latest tonight, 9 Eastern, set your DVR, Hannity, Fox News on all the anarchy, madness, insanity. Uh, Greg is in New Jersey. Greg, hi, how are you? Happy Friday, sir. Glad you called. <laughs>
7: How you doing, Sean? It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a Thank you.
0: fellow martial artist like you. And I'm a student. a student. And by the way, everyone may, oh, Hannity's going to talk about his martial arts again. I'm a student. <laughs> I, you know, Did I ever say I was an expert, Greg? I'm not. No. I'm, I'm not. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And you never are when you're a martial artist.
7: You're always a student for life. That's Correct. the way it is. But I'm seven and years in. I know a little bit. And I was listening to you speaking on Wednesday with your sensei. It was really good stuff. And I I took a lot of training in uh, PPCT, which is pressure point control tactics. And police officers really need to learn this stuff. And what they need to learn is not just about the anatomy of the body. They need to learn what happens to the body when your heart rate elevates in certain situations. And it'll help them do their job much better. And there's training out there for them and, and I backed him on that. It's very hard to get these guys to train, but it's a it's an awesome thing to do and get them He to does train it for free he does
0: it for discounts, he does it for free, he wants to help yeah. law enforcement. I mean he's and by the way, this this guy's a lawyer that has just followed his passion, my sensei sensei Glenn, right. but you know, um look, it is you're right, we need more training for these yeah. guys and you pressure points of course but so, you know, when you start getting into japanese jiu jitsu and brazilian jiu jitsu and right. and you know targeted striking i mean it, it is a precise art they're called the arts and for me what works for me is all repetition i do a lot of self defense You know, how do I deal with um, firearms if it's out in front of me? How do I strip it? Getting a gun offline, fight the man, strip the gun, break the finger, step back, tap rack four over three. I mean, it's just my passion. I like it.
7: it. Yeah. And and you know what it is? It's not only just training the police officers. It's also they have to continue training so they don't forget. And that's what happens a lot. They
0: do some things and then they stop. You have to continually do it. And you know that. I listen. I know that because let's say we we don't do a lot of uh, jujitsu for a while. Then I have to go back to he's it, like, okay, what do you do? And I'm like, oh, I have to think. Goes <laughs> you know, the idea is not to think. The idea is to do. Um, but you know yeah. what? The repetition helps for me. It's a passion. I, I love MMA. I love the octagon. I love these guys. I you know two. I call them gladiator sports, warrior sports, and yeah. and obviously one is MMA. The others I think NFL football college football and uh you know i just admire what it takes to be at the top of your game uh i watch these guys in in the octagon i'm like wow um one of the things that we do too is we were joking about pain day that's real because the thinking is what his thinking is okay if you can't take a little pain what's going to happen if somebody hits you you're just going to say ow it hurts you know it's (laughs) got to be meaningless to you and by the way with all the pain he gives me it's pretty meaningless now um, I can take a lot, so. Um, but, but, but you have it's, to experience that to understand it, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, Linda, how bad is Pain Day? You've watched it many times. I show people. I
1: mean, I I could never do it. To, oh
0: well. Yeah. You yeah could. Okay. Come on, Linda. You are sure you could? She, no. <laughs> no, oh, no she's like right.
1: It, I do my biking. I do my biking. Yeah. Do she, my does it do she does her peloton. She does the
0: peloton on bike. On
10: them, perfectly <laughs> content to not get hit.
0: So how bad was it with when Lawrence Jones when we were at that dinner in New Hampshire? And I always throw a dinner for all the tech guys, all the people on our team and and radio and TV. And, you know, I'm going I do pain day and then I go, Lawrence, thousand bucks. All you have to do is do what I do. I I need months to train. And he's he's a big, strong guy. I mean, he wanted no part of it. It was hilarious.
1: Yeah, but there's a difference between being strong and being like, you know, when you work out every day, that's your muscles are very acclimated to the kind of pressure that you're putting them under. Like. That stuff that you do takes, I mean, a very long time to get prepared for. And I, I mean, it, to me, it looks scary. I wouldn't want to hit anybody like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, anyway, what do you, are you like me and and Glenn, do you do a, um, a, an eclectic blend of arts, any particular art you're, uh, you know?
7: Yeah. yeah, I, 19 years uh, in Taekwondo and I'm a fourth degree black belt, but I trained in a lot of different arts in jujitsu I've done some grappling. Um, I've done Kali. I've done Haganah. I've done uh, wow. JKD is a big one for me. Uh Jeet Kune Do. I really enjoy yeah. that. That's a great, great art to train in. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done a lot, and I love it all. But, you know, what I think about it is that you have to find the things that work the best for you. Everybody's different. And you pick, stick to those things, and you put those in your toolbox, and that's what you use. That's it.
0: What he's been able to do for me is it's an eclectic blend, but it's very much situational self-defense in my case and a lot of strength and core building. Uh, It's a combination of both and boxing and, you know, blade sticks, firearms, uh, varying arts, Krav Maga, Kempo, Japanese Jiu Jitsu um, and, you know, I just like it. It's a passion. I nowhere near your class of, of martial artists, but I have nothing. Oh, but respect. No, no, no.
7: Don't say that. Don't say that, my friend. Nah, us, us. Mar- that's the two things I learned that were most important in martial arts was humility.
0: Yeah, and it's true.
7: You 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 will never stop being a student.
0: You bow you know in. We, we, oh, we, we bow it. in. And you know this. You look at, you that's know, your true. training partners, your sensei, you bow in. You put your open hand, you put your fist in your hand. If you're using any type of weapon, if you're doing weapon work, you turn it backwards, upside down, and show Correct. that you are showing respect, that we're not there to hurt each other, and but we're here to train and do business. But, all right, thanks, Greg. The two, two most important things, self-control and that. Oh. So that's it. <laughs> oh, all I get is, are you going to listen to me? Back off. You back off backwards. You do this oh he's like afraid i'm like uh, a loose cannon and i'm like i'm not a loose cannon i'm gonna walk away every time if i can um anyway thanks greg appreciate it love to talk with you uh eight hundred nine four one. 941 sean is our number john in uh, washington john how are you washington state or washington dc
5: washington state sean how are you doing
0: oh ah, welcome to the People's socialist republic of seattle
5: oh no i don't live near there i live on the east side where people have common sense
0: uh good you, well, how do you feel about portion of your state now being taken over by the anarchists?
5: Well, number one, it shouldn't happen. Back in 92, I was with the LAPD during the riots. And a quick anecdotal story was, we knew what was going on, but you had a fight between the chief of police then, Gates, and the mayor. And when it started at Florence and Normandy, my partner and I, Sammy Kong, mm-hmm. saw what was going on, and we decided, hey, if we go there, we might have to shoot two or three people, but it'll stop there. On our way out, we were stopped and said, the chief has stood us down, and we tried to sneak out. They caught us, and we were not allowed to go, and that's what happens when you do not keep law and order from the beginning, from the outset.
0: Look, it's I, I, here's something that people have got to understand. There's never going to be on video. Now, I'm, I'm all in favor. I believe in body cams. I believe squad cars need uh, uh, cameras I think it keeps cops honest and it keeps the public honest also. Because, you know what, if you, if anyone, if there's any resistance at all, um, it's never going to look pretty. And right. so having a record of it and following proper procedures and more training, it, it I think it helps everybody and keeps everybody honest. That's why well, when they cancel cops and they canceled uh, live PD, I'm like, right. no, that helps the public understand what what. Right. Guys like yourself go through. It's not easy. Well,
5: Sean, one of the things is we were always taught that, and I've done law enforcement even overseas as a consultant, but we were taught Mm -hmm. if you're going to use violence, it should be so overwhelmingly violent that it's short and over with. But one of the main points I'd like to make is all the training in the world does not matter if you don't have the trust of the citizens you're policing. And one of the biggest outdated modes has to be done away with is police cannot sit in a patrol car with their friends and partners, then promote to IA, and then all of a sudden, you're going to put that person in prison if they did did something that's a crime? It's unrealistic. What needs to happen is you can't even use outside agencies, the FBI. All of them are part of the law enforcement system. You need service-trained people. We have so many good detectives that are retired, sitting around, that if you put them together and we're able to let the citizens of that community work side-by-side with those service-trained advocates, then what happens is now they get to learn how tough the job is, and the police Mm. officers who are under investigation have somebody that understands their language, understands the situation you go through. That's why on some of your shows I've heard people talk about community uh, boards to review police action. If you have no concept of how to read a police department manual, what shall or should not mean, then it's like sending somebody who does fishing to your studio to do your sound mixing. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't
0: it's, work. It's and people have to remember one other thing here, and this is critical. They have to remember that even if it's just a routine traffic stop, that the cop never knows what's on the other side, ever. They, their adrenaline is pumping. They, they they don't know, and we've seen horrible situations evolve even on a on a simple traffic stop. But you know, I always say the ninety nine percent. They, you know, most people I know, John, that go into your profession. Um, and the, you go to protect and you go to serve and the 99% are so dedicated and you well, know, no, I'll, but
5: I'll look at it this way. You have 2% of the population that based upon criminal science, 2% are going to be killers and, and beasts. 2% are going to be your troublemakers. If you think for whatever reason, we could, we could keep 2% out of the police department. It's unrealistic. And so I propose and I'll keep proposing that until citizens are trained and law enforcement officers are trained to interact. I was trained as a little boy by my parents to have respect for the police and that if something happens, you say, yes, sir, no, sir, and then you take it up with the supervisor. Afterwards, you don't escalate aggression. Police need to be held to a higher standard. On a traffic stop, if you're adrenaline pumping, then you need more training because the only time my adrenaline pumps... Is when I know there's a threat. Other than that, you are nice to everybody, but always have a plan to take them down.
0: You start, I got it. You're, it's, uh, a, listen, it's hard to do. I mean, you know, look at these New York City cops getting doused with waters, their, their car, patrol cars, it's just sad. I'm gonna move on, John, but listen, people like you make our cities, our streets safer, more secure for all of us. You're a rock star. Many thanks to you and, and all the brave men and women that do protect and serve every day, and they do it with honor and distinction. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, let's say hi to Adam in Minneapolis. What's up, Adam? How are you?
3: Hi, Sean. Uh, pleasure to speak with you. We don't say the word Minneapolis anymore here. We say land of my pillows. And, uh...
0: <laughs> I love Mike Lindell, but man, i tell you, I thought I could talk a lot. He can talk he circles around me. I love the guy. He's such a good guy.
3: Yes, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, the reason for my call is every day we get a body count and the number of shootings in Chicago. Terrible. And I have I have an idea for President Trump. Uh, land Marine One in White Sox Baseball Park and meet with the black leaders in that area and become the first president to really attempt to solve that particular problem on the southwest side of Chicago. I think the Democrats would lose their minds. And Trump would become a superhero with the majority of the black population.
0: I think it's going to be very interesting because obviously the president announced yesterday, after meeting with a lot of key people, that there is a reform package that he's working on. But he wants it to be meaningful. You know, none of the you know people kneeling for eight minutes and forty-six seconds—that doesn't make up for you know the fifty years they've been in the House or the Senate doing nothing. Um, You know, all the talk that that chicago for example has gotten over the years decades of democratic rule and they haven't fixed their 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 crime their violence uh problem in their neighborhoods and you're right i, I think i'm the only one on television to ever scroll the names of everybody on uh, this is going back a ways during obama's time as president and you know all the people shot their names you've never heard them all the people shot and killed. We scrolled their names. You've never heard of them, and it's like year in and year out, nobody does anything. And and well, you know uh, now, uh, he, but but here's the problem too: your governor or the governor in Illinois, he wants nothing to do with Donald Trump coming in and helping uh, the the state out, even when there's unrest going on. I mean, it's it's insane.
3: Well, apparently that area, uh, I guess, when the stockyards left many 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 years ago. It was not replaced with any sort of job opportunities. And obviously, Donald Trump is very effective at doing that, you know, uh, i.e., the economy. But uh, I think that would go a long way, in addition to what he's already done, to heck with the governor, to heck with the mayor, just glam at uh, Marine One. Meet with the black leaders and say, you know what, let's try to let's try to figure a way that everyone doesn't have to kill each other mm-hmm. and uh, and take the first step. I mean, the optics of uh, Marine One flying into Chicago. I
0: think it's a good idea. Airport. no, I so, like it. Please, but, you know, look, please. I something has to be done. I mean, it's hard when the states are fighting against the president, begging them to take the help he's offering. And by the way, you know, as a matter of process and law, they have to ask for the help. Unless the president, you know, relies on the 1807 Insurrection Act. All right, that's going to wrap things up for this Friday. Hannity tonight, uh, 9 Eastern, set DVR on the Fox News Channel. We're loaded up a powerful, powerful testimony that was given this week uh, by Angela Underwood. Her brother was killed in the line of duty. And an incredible story that she's going to tell you, and I hope make Americans think. So We have some breaking news on the deep state, Dan and uh, Bongino and Geraldo. It's all coming up, 9 Eastern tonight, Hannity Uh, We'll see you then back here on Monday. Have a great weekend, all of us.